A long, long time ago, <laughs> I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I can't remember the <laughs> rest of the lyrics. <laughs> But you, do you know that song? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. When did you hear it? It's on my Spotify playlist. But when did you hear it for the first time? I have no idea. All right. Because, okay, well, maybe like I uncon- unconsciously heard, heard it sometime, right? Yeah. But I the first time I heard it was in the movie Black Widow. Oh. <laughs> in, <laughs> I think, 2021, mm. where like um, we see these flashbacks when she was a teen, or maybe not a teen, like it's still a kid. Yeah. And it's like the late 80s, early 90s, and they play that song throughout the the movie. Okay. Then I came to la- uh, later fight. So it's a song about that that phrase the day the music died. Yes. Was about these musicians who were in a plane mm. and that plane crashed. Yes. And all the, I don't know how many. I think there were three. Don't quote me on that number. Okay. But uh they died. So that song is about a plane crash. Oh, I see. And okay. after 9/11, they banned all songs oh, no. <laughs> that have to do with plane crashes. <laughs> so you know, I think that had something to do with it. That that's kind of like a a gap in my music resume, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but it did sound very familiar when I heard it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> the name of the show is politics, <laughs> although I call it politics. And uh, the title of this episode is "Haunting in Venice." My name is Presh, and I'm Ty, and. Uh, I want to say we have nothing to clean up from last week. Um, I do have something, actually. So tell us. Um, there was a moment where I said they were in Mia's room uh, and they were talking to her boyfriend. I mixed up the characters. They were actually in Jade's room. But that's really about the only thing I've got to clean up this week. Well, that's kind of unacceptable now. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Like, uh, I'm sure the listeners were like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. He said Mia's room. Well, <laughs> some amateur bullshit. <laughs> How do you not know what room somebody's in? God damn it. Like they're wearing a cap. They took it off. They threw it on the ground. They're like, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck. They stamped on the ground. They were so angry. They couldn't deal with it. But anyway, I have no cleanup because... Uh, You're perfect. I forgot. <laughs> Usually, like, I listen to it while I'm editing. Yeah. Then I listen to it later in the week too. Yeah. Find the cleanup. Right. Because, not, like, it doesn't immediately hit me that uh, this is wrong or... Yeah. Right? right. But anyway, <laughs> so I have no cleanup. So let's just get into the news, which I also have very little of. Okay. It's been a very busy week. Yeah. So, first of all, Liverpool versus Spurs. Oh. <sighs> Robbed. Uh... Yes, yes, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's, so I've been seeing Liverpool fans who are like, we should replay the match. Oh, yeah. Or we, you know, I think that's a bit too far. Yeah. I think this should be used as a, never mind who I support, put, put that away. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity for, to have a look at the referees. Yeah. They've been rubbish for so many years. (laughs) But it's like, this, this is a scandal uh, so big that I believe we can achieve some sort of change with it. Yeah. That like, uh, and again, forget who I'm support, right? Yeah. The next day in the Nottingham Forest Brentford game. 
hmm. there was a very similar, very poor decision. Yeah. So, yes, the entire thing needs to be overhauled. And, oh, yeah. sorry, the, the other thing that Liverpool fans are saying is that there's a conspiracy against us. Oh, yes. Which I, I don't think is true. I just think the referees are such dipshits. Okay. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, like, uh, you know, benefits sometimes, but other times they get fucked over. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this always happens against Spurs. Hmm. There was like, and it, it doesn't have like, what's the word? There's no like constant, right? Okay. Uh, we got rubbish decisions at Anf- at Anfield and at the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, I, I think it's called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> like, White Hart Lane was much better than. Yeah. The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, White Hart Lane, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Anfield, we've just get, been fucked over. Yeah. Right? I can think of many times, like, Harry Kane two-footed somebody. <laughs> he didn't get a yellow. Right? <laughs> he just... There and was he, nothing. Robertson kicked out at him while the ball was out and he got a straight red. I remember and, that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that game, uh, it just pissed me off. There's, an, uh, there's a different game at Anfield. Mm. Salah scored like a... 93rd minute winner. Yeah. Well, not winner. <laughs> like we went up. Yeah. And then they get a bullshit penalty like in the 95th minute. Oh. Like it's, it's always Spurs. Yeah. So I really don't know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how I think it should go. Okay. The, what are they called? I want to, I keep wanting to say TMO, but the, 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 the official, the VAR official. Yeah. Has full control. Okay. If they see something wrong, call it. Yes. No, none of this clear and obvious, whatever, whatever the, the VAR official feels, mm. give it. Take away that little screen on the side of the, the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Have them make the decision. They're instead. a qualified referee, right? Yeah. Why the fuck are you, you know, they go through this whole rigmarole of, uh, going <laughs> to the screen and, uh, check it, say, this is a penalty. This is not a penalty. Make a decision. You have all the camera angles. Yeah. And you're a qualified referee. Yeah. So, so now people are blaming VAR mm. instead of the incompetence of the referees. Yeah. Because we had VAR at the World Cup. Yes. And the Euros. And they worked perfectly. Yeah. There wasn't uh, lots of time stoppages. It just, you know, yeah. <laughs> went smoothly. And that was even with the little screen at the side of the... At uh, the side of the pitch, yeah. So I'm like, this this can be improved tenfold, and it's yeah, genuinely a disgrace in the biggest league in the world. That, yeah, you know, it's like, how much money do they have? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least you know, improve the game, yeah, or improve the training of the referees. I don't know. Do there something. Ne- there needs to be more accountability, right? Yeah, because there was a time, uh, uh, Paul Tierney, mm. he also had a fucked up match yeah. he gets dropped for one weekend and then he's back in the league right it's, it's like <laughs> it's not wow. enough of a punishment that yeah. they, they they look at themselves and say wow I need to really improve my refereeing or there was a ref last year or last season rather that um, I don't remember his name now but he was uh, he had a terrible game uh, they demoted him to the championship and he just never came back. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember his name. I don't remember the details of it. Well, Cheney was also put in the championship. Yeah. But like I said, that was only like one week. Yeah, yeah. 
but yes, that uh, send them, they banish them to the yeah. shadow realm of, <laughs> of the championship. Uh, another thing I found out was the guy that was in the VAR. Yes. They did Champions League, or not Champions League, whatever midweek games they had, uh, League Cup games. Yeah. Then on Thursday, they went to the UAE. Oh, yes. They yeah. had a, they refereed there on Thursday. Yeah. And then they were back on Saturday too. But. So there's concerns about the workload of the referees. But, um. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, he wasn't VAR for the League Cup. He was. He referee. was on the pitch. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then he was on the pitch at the UAE game. And then he was VAR for the Liverpool game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, workload. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's mad. You're sitting in the VAR box, lad. Come on now. Anyway, next news story. Okay. Diane Feinstein. Do you know who that is? Uh, I recently heard her name mm. because of something or other. I don't remember why. Okay, she died this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Uh, not a nice lady. Oh. Really, well, she's not like awful, like, uh, I don't know, a McConnell, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned her name when we spoke about Mitch McConnell shitting himself. Maybe. Because yeah. she has been getting weekend at Bernie's for the last 10 years. Oh. Do you know what weekend at Bernie's is? No. So <laughs> it's a movie in the 80s where these two guys, they're like, I can't, uh, I don't think I've watched the movie. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I watched it like on, you know, like on TV sometime in the early 2000s. Okay. But uh, the reference is there's this rich guy named Bernie. Right. And he like invites these two guys to his house. Right. And Bernie dies. <gasps> right. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember how he dies. I think he was like doing too much cocaine. Oh, no. All right. Okay. But anyway, right. so these guys, they realized like the party is going to be over if Bernie is dead. Mm. So they like put glasses on him and like <laughs> carry him around and like pretend he's still alive. And like, if somebody is like calling at him, they'll like wave his hand. At him <laughs> and, like, they manipulate his dead body. <laughs> so she's been getting weekend at Bernie's for so many years now, right? She's 90 years old. Why are you in the, the US Senate at 90 years old? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Right? And she's the senator from California. Oh, California is a very solidly Democrat state. Right. There's no, like, even if you had somebody that's like in their twenties, which I'm not even sure if you can run in your twenties, but Probably whatever not. the case is, yeah. um, somebody younger could have come in. Yeah. They would not, you know, she's not so crucial to winning that seat that if it wasn't her, they wouldn't win. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Here? Definitely. Because there's, there's swing states where it might go for, Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Then there's solidly blue, which will always go Democrat, and there's solidly red, which will always go Republican, Republican yeah. right? Right. So she's in a deeply blue state. There was no <laughs> like, <laughs> like worry about her, you know, losing yeah. her, uh, her, her position. Sp- yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think her last election was in 2020. Okay. Either 2020 or 2018. Okay. And... You know, people on the left are saying she should step down. She's oh. fucking decrepit. Yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's a walking corpse, right? Yeah. And the centrist, the, you know, the neoliberals in the Democratic Party said, wow, 
nice sex is a mass hole would oh, you tell wow. a would you tell a, a male to a, a man senator to step down you know yes we mm-hmm. can uh, we can smell the sexism on you but the answer is yes but if they're 90 years old well she wasn't 90 at the time of the election she was like 87 80 whatever the case yeah uh, 86 87 stop now i feel they had a point okay and yeah. i don't think she should leave, leave her seat <laughs> you know would you say a man should lose his senate if he dies yes huh? no you would never say that it's only because she's a woman and i think this is a, this is an attack on women if, if you think about it making her give up her a hard won senate seat you know it's a bloody shambles <laughs> anyway Maybe the most endearing memory of her yes. is that in like 2016 these they're not even teen like like 10 year old girls mm-hmm. came to her office in uh not in the senate like in whatever building her office is in yeah, right. they went there with like these these signs that said vote for a green new deal and stuff like that oh. and she comes and she starts shouting at them and she's like <laughs> I know how to do my job. You, you kids don't. <laughs> Getting caught on video <laughs> shouting at little kids <laughs> is great stuff. You know, and I'm being serious, right? That's the only cool thing she's ever done. <laughs> That's fine. No, but honestly, even though the kids were right on the topic, yes. It's not right to come in <laughs> harass me. You know, if I uh, You know she's way better than me cuz I'd fight those children. <laughs> I'd kick some some kids bro. <laughs> Don't come into my office on some bullshit, you know. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, rest, rest in peace. <laughs> not a good not a good person voted for the war in Iraq. Uh I have no respect for her. So, yeah. She probably voted for like World War 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the American government is on the verge of shutting down. Yes. Have you heard about this? Yes. What have you heard? Um just that uh they had to um hold on. They had to pass a stopgap measure in order to secure some sort of funding to keep the government going. Yeah, but uh, asked you why did the government Oh, I don't know. Oh, great stuff. Very well prepared. You pulled out your phone and you read that like, "Oh, oh, I got something." The stop gap is to plug what the problem was. So, right. We spoke about the American branches of government a few episodes ago, right? Yes, right. You have the the judiciary, which is the Supreme Court. Yes. You have the fuck what's it called? <laughs> I can't remember, but the presidency is a Sorry, the executive branch is the presidency. Yes. And then you have Congress. Yes. And Congress is made up of two institutions. Yes. The House and the Senate. Yes. And like I said the Senate has more power. The House, well, it's described as like uh the House is like a, a hot teacup. Okay. And the Senate is a saucer. You know, oh. that cools the Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because like I said the the House uh I think they have two year terms. Okay. While yeah. senators have 8 year terms. Right. So uh 
you know yeah <laughs> like i said the senate you you have a longer term vision yeah all right anyway every year the house sets the budget for the government right like uh you know yeah. <laughs> every, they set a budget every, every country sets a, sets a budget right <laughs> but um the senate has to approve the budget, budget. Right. right and if they don't approve the budget then the government shuts down because <laughs> <laughs> they can't pay the you know like the everything yeah like the garbage sanitation the sanitation people <laughs> like everything that the government provides right yeah they i assume the hospitals as well yeah probably yeah but anyway so it's a bad thing yeah right and at, so at the end of the fiscal year if they haven't come to a compromise it's uh it's, it's bad <laughs> right which is why they put the stop gap in right because they couldn't agree to a budget yes so to fund the government for i think it was 2 weeks the the stop gap is for i have no idea however long the stop gap is for yes <laughs> right they have until that time to get a budget together okay so makes sense the house is cu- currently controlled by the republicans yes and the senate is controlled by the democrats oh right so one party is setting the budget the other party doesn't want to accept the budget That's kind of stupid. Right? And this wouldn't happen in any country with the parliamentary system, right? Yeah. Because I think in most countries the president or prime minister sets the budget and then their parliament approves it. Yeah. And usually the president and prime minister are the same party as the yeah. <laughs> as the majority the in the parliament, parliament because yeah. that's how <laughs> parliament works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> But anyway, you know, theoretically it's possible for the the parliament to what's the word to vote against to yeah to reject the budget yeah. but like i said it's very unlikely yeah and even if that does happen things go on as usual yes uh in most countries the government is allowed to shut down and services will continue yes that pay i think just gets back to it okay right yeah but america <laughs> just a ridiculous system they have two different parties controlling their uh congress yeah that's so, inside anyway <laughs> so the current uh sorry we haven't even gotten to the the core of the issue okay. so what is it that the that's the big hold up and the republicans don't want to fund um aid to ukraine huh right because they it's been like the thing is it's like it's been years now it's been two years yeah right and america has been sending lots and lots of money to the war effort in Ukraine. Yeah. And some people are like, well, fuck them. <laughs> right? That money should be spent on the American people. Yes, right? So they somewhat have a point. Yeah. But also Ukraine is the US's ally. Yeah. It'd be pretty fucked up to, you know, to not give them aid. Yes. But that being said, giving them weapons and money for, you know, more weapons, that's going to prolong the war. Yeah. uh like i've said many times on the show it's it's not about sides it's about we need to get peace yeah right so Definitely. instead of sending that money they should be sending a delegation to broker that peace mm-hmm. whoever's the best negotiator in the world <laughs> 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 so instead of sending that aid they they should do that to stop the war what if my opinion what if the best negotiator in the world is like russian or ukrainian paul conte bia impartial i don't know because they're they not uh, unless they work for the government they just a member of their country 
Yeah. And both sides would have to agree to the, <laughs> the thing, right? But anyway, uh, so that's the American government. Right. They pass the stop gap and for however long that is, they have until then to uh, resolve the budget. Okay. So uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the the Speaker of the House, the head of the House. Yes. Uh, he's a Republican. Okay. The far right members of his party are the ones that are holding out because they don't want the money to go to Ukraine. Okay. And he's become very unpopular with, <laughs> with the Republicans. So uh, the the speculation yeah. is that he's going to lose his his speaker seat. Okay. So. But then, oh, do they just like they'll vote just select another else? one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be just some other random Republican. Right. Well, theoretically, the Speaker of the House doesn't even need to be a member of the House. We could just bring in someone else. Yeah. But huh. it's very unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, can we move on? Um, do you have any? Sir Michael Gambon. Hmm. Have you heard that name before? <laughs> yes, I've heard the name Michael Gambon. <laughs> yeah, un- unfortunately, he has also passed away. Yes, I did read about that. Pneumonia, unfortunately. Oh, I thought yeah. he passed away due to old age. Um, that guy was like 90 as well. He was 82. But That's pretty yeah. old. Yeah. Um, anyway, thoughts and... Uh, I don't want to say prayers. Cause you don't pray no, I don't pray. Yeah. But like our... Well, the same thing we said last week, you know, like well wishes. Yeah. Because, you know... How well wishes to his, his family. family. The Gambon. The Gambons. Which sounds like a, a mafia family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a little bit. The Gambon crime family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, RIP to that guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Context for the movie. Yeah. So... So the character of Hercule Poirot was created by legendary detective novelist Agatha Christie. Okay. Do you know what her other famous creation is? Uh oh. Famous Five. No, it's not the Famous Five. That's Edith Blighted. Yeah. Edith Blighted did uh, The Secret Seven, The Famous Five. There's another group that uh but I don't think they have like a name. There's just like six of them, probably. Well, they meet like this hobo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's just like a kid that ran away from home. Yeah. And they like kind of take him in and he's like one of five, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Anyway, right. I can't remember the, the, the <laughs> that book series right now. But yes, carry on. I know you're going to say what it is and it's going to hit me in the face and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. But I don't. Well, I don't think it's that famous that, uh, you know. Okay. Her name is Miss Marple. Okay. Yeah. No. I, All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like a little old lady and, you know, she solves like heinous murders. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. But yeah. So I've never read an Agatha Christie novel. Okay. Nor have I seen an adaptation of hers until the Kenneth Branagh Poirot movies. Right. You know, the murder on the Orient Express, yeah. death on the Nile. But I am culturally aware of the David Suchet version of Poirot. Okay. Like, uh, people speak, speak very highly of him, and a lot of people think he's the definitive version of Poirot. Oh, I see. You know, like okay. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. There's a debate on who's the best Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But 
there's kind of a consensus that <laughs> Suche is the best Poirot, even with the Kenneth Branagh movies that have come out. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> it's very well regarded. And the thing is, he was on TV for like many years. I don't know how many episodes there are, but... But it, it was a while. Yeah. Uh, but they could have like short episodes, because like in Britain, they do like three, maybe six episodes in a season sometimes. Yeah, I guess it depends on So it could what. be like six episodes for 11 years, which mm. is like 66. That's not bad. Yeah. I can do 66. Mm. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get to 66 one day. I'm definitely not going to watch. Uh, well, I'll just go see how many episodes and I'll see. Oh, okay. uh, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. So apparently later in life, Agatha Christie began to intensely dislike Poirot. Huh. But due to his popularity and pressure from, uh, you know, the book company. Yeah. The publisher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pressure from the publisher, she was kind of forced to write more uh, Poirot novels. Mm. And uh, this has led to some accusations of that she was like milking the character, you know. Yeah. She's uh she's not writing for the love of the game. She's <laughs> she's writing for money, you know. Right. Uh and that's going to come up later. Okay. Um the writer of this movie mm. also wrote Blade Runner 2049. Oh. My nice. favorite movie of the 2010s. That's pretty mm. cool. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, uh the director Branagh, Kenneth Branagh, yeah, is also the lead character. Yeah. <laughs> he well we were looking at it before the podcast started, and mm. I actually still have the tab open here. Nice. He has a nuts filmography, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay, so uh, he's known primarily, well, when I was a kid, I knew him primarily as a Shakespeare guy. Right. So if we look at his movies, he did Much Ado About Nothing, Henry V, uh, Hamlet, Love's Labour's Lost, As You Like It. You see, he's done a lot of yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare stuff. Lots of Shakespeare, yeah. So he directed the, the first Thor movie. Ah, and okay. And I remember people at the time saying that he was chosen for this because they wanted to give like a, a Shakespearean, like regal feeling to it. Huh. You know, because it's, well, they cast Anthony Hopkins as Odin and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> they wanted like a very Shakespeare kind of thing. And even in the Avengers, mm. um, Tony Stark calls him uh, Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, he called Thor that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the the point I'm making is that he has a flair for the dramatic. Yes. He, right. uh, I think he comes from stage. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, he's a big Shakespeare guy. Right. Okay. And like, but look at these <laughs> his late career, <laughs> Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. That co- you know, <laughs> as as uh, we were sitting here, I was going through that. I saw Jack Ryder. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, then he did the live action Cinderella, which I've never seen. That's uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I did see. Yeah. All is True. Oh, it's a Shakespeare movie. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis Fowl. Do you know who Artemis Fowl is? No. Another series of books I used to read as a child. They fantasy novels, right? Oh, nuts. Where okay. it's like, uh, there's like a fairy police force. Okay. And Artemis Fowl is uh, like a, an evil genius. Oh. And they, but they on the the search for an, uh, like an even bigger villain. Oh, no. So they ask him for help. Oh, and I over see. the course of the books, he becomes like a good character. Oh, <laughs> right? nice. But oh. anyway, 
it's it's apparently that movie is awful. I haven't oh. seen it. Okay. And I was such a huge fan as a kid. <laughs> like <laughs> if you told like kid me that uh, there'd be an Artemis Fowl movie and I would not give a shit. It's been it's been 3 years. <laughs> I haven't I haven't even thought about watching it. Right? Then he makes Belfast which I did I saw because it was a big Oscar play. Yeah. Which I think somebody won an Oscar like a best supporting for or something like that. Actually it might have been best original screenplay whatever okay yeah, <laughs> but i thought cool. that was bullshit yeah then i really enjoyed death on the nile okay even though i solved the case before yeah paro that one is very obvious oh okay it's uh murder on the orient express i didn't yes yeah and the thing is i've never read the book so i, yeah. I don't have like a a background a background yeah right but anyway <laughs> some context if you will <sighs> so my thoughts on the movie. Okay. First things first, Poro has a great mustache. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is a little bit of industry talk. Okay. So did you know that they asked Kenneth Branagh to shave his mustache for Justice League reshoots, but Universal blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> so they CGI CGI out the mustache for Justice League. <laughs> 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 I was watching the movie. I just started, I started thinking because um, the other guy, Jamie Dornan, yeah. looks a lot like Henry Cavill. So I was thinking about that throughout the movie. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is Superman. <laughs> um, but this is the thing, right? Poro is well known for having a magnificent mustache. Yes, you're kind of bound by the source material. That is true. Yes. But then, like I said, Jamie Dornan has a quality mustache as well, <laughs> right? And when Jamie Dornan came on screen, I rubbed my hands together and thought, all right, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is one of us. He's clearly signaling his membership within the International Brotherhood of Mustache Men. Ah, yes, of course, yes. <laughs> now, not everyone knows this. Okay. We have to assume every episode is someone's first episode, right? Yeah. But a few weeks ago I died. <laughs> yes, yes. We all did. heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know it's an audio medium so you, you can't see it. Yes. But trust me it happened. Yeah. Right? I was here. We did I'm... a we did a chappy situation where we used a PlayStation to put my mind into the body of my <laughs> identical twin, right? But yes. the identical twin didn't have a mustache. That is. True. Yeah. He shaved it off the previous day because of a Hitler situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he awkwardly cut it and he turned into Hitler. So he didn't want to have a Hitler on his face. So he shaved the, you know, the entire thing. Yes. So, but unfortunately I had to be in that body now with, yeah. a, with a sh- clean shaven mustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for the last few weeks, I've been expelled from the International Brotherhood for Mustache Man. <laughs> they came to my house and cut up my mem- membership card in front of me. <laughs> so. For the last few weeks, I lost all my perks and privileges. Right yeah. after we're done recording, I'm gonna fill out my application again <laughs> for, for re-entry. <laughs> I need it. I need it back. It's coming along nicely, though. Mm. Yes, that's what I was saying. Like this, is the time to submit the application. Yeah. So by the time they come to mouse to verify, it's the, fully back. Yes. Yeah. You know, hopefully the mail takes some time. <laughs> Snail mail. 
would yeah. be awkward if they like you filled out the application, you posted it, and they show up ten minutes later. That'd be very bad. Yeah. Although, like you said, it's uh, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. all right. It's uh, it's there anyway. Enough yeah. post stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> Last week we did one of the scariest things you can ever do. Okay, we started Spooktober one week early, <gasps> right? Yeah, we did. Like I said, that is true. It's a pretty scary thing. You show up. Actually, the event already started like an hour ago. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. God I missed, I missed the, the main stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're doing something even spookier. Okay. Right? We've snuck a detective movie in yeah. <laughs> for a horror movie. <laughs> it's the same thing as like a kid who goes to school and he opens up his bag. Okay. And what do you expect to see there? Books and stuff. Yeah, books, right? Yeah. But then he opens up his bag. And there's a snake there, right? Oh, my goodness. That's pretty scary. Yeah, that is pretty scary. Yeah. But similarly, in this uh, case, our listeners are opening up their <laughs> podcast listening app <laughs> and they're expecting a horror podcast, but they find a detective podcast. Right? I'm sure some people drop their phones because they were so, they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like somebody's in bed, you know, yeah. they're refreshing their podcast app. They see it and they have a heart attack. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> The coroner doesn't know what happened. <laughs> Just a random heart attack. <laughs> They're trying to... This person was in the prime of their life. <laughs> they haven't had a single health issue ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, killed from fright. Um, but anyway, it just turned out to be a happy co- coincidence that it's a detective movie. Yeah. Which is my favorite genre. Mm. Is it my favorite genre? I don't know. Probably. It's I would say so. It's certainly top two. Okay. Along with sci-fi. Okay. And you don't get a lot of sci-fi detective movies. No. Mm. Uh, just like off the top of my head, I can think of the two Blade Runner movies. Yeah. Minority Report. Okay. And if we're really stretching, mm. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> o- Obi-Wan is doing like a, a detective. Uh, he goes to a bar and, s- and someone tries to sell him death sticks. <laughs> which, <laughs> I'm sure George Lucas was like... All right, cigarettes, what are they? They're death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking from the uh, the point of view of the salesman, you don't mm. want to call your, <laughs> your, your thing death sticks, you know? <laughs> That's just bad branding. Or, that is true. alternatively, the government in the Galactic Senate are mm. very anti-smoking. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they like, uh, you know, mandate that every seller has to call it death sticks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we've covered one mystery movie before this. Yes. Which was Murder Mystery. Yeah. And I didn't ask then, but I think the hallmark of a good mystery movie is if there's enough clues to solve the case. Okay. So I have two questions. Yes. Number one, did you solve the case? Number mm. two, do you think all the clues were there to solve it? I would say... Well, I definitely didn't solve it originally, um, but I don't know if, uh, I guess all the clues were there if you're really like thinking out of the box, mm. but I, I wouldn't say that they, well, obviously they wouldn't stick out, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like if the movie didn't explain how it got there, mm. I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, we can just spoil it. We're not, yeah. <laughs> we're not bound by non-spoiler talk. You can just say, uh, yeah, uh, I like the honey was just wild, mm. 
and i really i you didn't expect it yeah all right so if it's if there's one mark yeah i'm going to give myself half a mark okay because i somewhat got it okay first of all any thing that's real yes you get what i'm saying okay yeah. usually a detective will find something like you know the guy that was hiding in the the chimney the, the, yeah was it in it's the piano in the piano wasn't he in the piano and like uh oh he was the one typing the yeah he was in a fireplace okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was in the piano no cuz was he, there a piano there uh, there might have been but he was oh i like, think of the typewriter i don't know i didn't say piano <laughs> Yes, the typewriter. I thought he was inside like a, a little thing underneath the typewriter and he was the one that was typing the No, no, he he left a footprint in the fireplace and that's how oh, Cora Yes, yes, yes. Knew. All right, whatever. I think he was high. Okay, whatever, whatever. He was up the chimney. <laughs> whatever the case is, right? Yeah, right. Um that's like a usual detective thing. Okay. That something yeah. that seems uh what's the word? supernatural. Yeah. They'll find the the reason for it the logical reason for it yeah right but if the detective is actually seeing stuff they can't explain yeah like they were in this movie yeah 100% they've been drugged yeah right? okay right this <laughs> happens in the hound of the baskervilles yeah i can't remember if it's in the original story but in the adaptation of it mm. um sherlock holmes gets sprayed with some chemical yeah. that makes him hallucinate right so yeah. similarly as soon as like I started seeing real things that couldn't be explained. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's drugs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> But the thing is, I forgot about it. Mm. And I wasn't thinking to myself, watch what Poro is eating and drinking, you know, like Yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was drugs, but I didn't put it together. Yeah. So here's the thing, my theory th- not throughout, but after like halfway, mm. I thought it was the little kid. Uh, right yeah okay. which in the in the end he turns out to be the mastermind yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's why i want to give myself half a mark because i saw him but i didn't see the mother at all yeah i mean like technically you were i right. did not consider the mother yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> look so okay let me talk you through my thought process okay it's not going to be the bodyguard slash ex-policeman Okay. He's just too sinister. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's a bit too obvious. He's the bad guy from John Wick 2. Whichever one, know. right? Yeah. No, sorry, 3. He's the be- villain of John Wick 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's just too sinister. Yeah. It's, it's too obvious. You know, that's a... But then sometimes they do the obvious thing because they know you're expecting a... Something else. A twist, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but I just didn't get that vibe from him at all. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't connected enough to that thing. Yeah. It's only later we find out he was the original detective on that case. Yeah. But there's no evidence that would tell us that, right? Yeah. So I just ignored him completely. Yeah, Secondly, I ignored the writer played by Tina Fey. Okay. Because again, that's his friend. Yeah. And I think his thing is that she killed the kid to entice him and so she could get a book. Right. I thought that was just too outlandish, no. right? Okay. But even before that, I didn't suspect that at all because she just doesn't have the motivation, you know. Yeah. I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah, makes we'll, sense. We'll speak about her later again, but I just wanted to say yeah. I never I never considered her. Okay. Um the two 
both Michelle Yeoh and her two assistants. Yeah. The brother and sister never consider them either. Okay. <laughs> because it just has no what's the word? They're not close enough to the the case, you know. They're just the original case, yeah. They're just a bunch of randos, you know. Yeah. There's no there's no need for them to kill anyone or just yeah. there's no motive. That that's the, just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All of these people have no motive. Yeah. Then Okay, well, first of all, the kid just gave me a creepy vibe. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's so creepy. But the thing is, you know when Poirot gets pushed into the water. Yeah. Now, maybe this is a bit sexist, but I thought that had to be a man. Okay. You know, to hold his like to hold of another fully grown man yes. underwater. Yes. Yeah. So, I thought the mother and the maid falls yeah. out of it. Yeah. Because they were uh, again, maybe me being sexist, but they not they don't look like they both like Ronda Rousey. Yeah. If Ronda Rousey dropped a man, I would be like, all right, fierce. Yeah. You know? That's reasonable. <laughs> like, uh, I just didn't think about them. Yeah. So it's Jamie Dornan and the chef. Yeah. And the kid. Yeah. But this is what I was thinking, right? The kid is the mastermind. He's getting his dad, Jamie Dornan, to do all the killings. Right. But when Jamie Dornan showed up dead, I'm like, shit. Yeah. Well, no, no. I was like, oh, the kid is colder than we thought. <laughs> he stabbed his father. <laughs> because this is the thing. I thought, so because Jamie Dornan killed, well, I'm assuming, mm. Jamie Dornan killed the daughter. Yeah. And he killed the Michelle Yeoh. Mm. And then he killed himself. Yeah. I thought that was the boy tying up all the loose ends in case Jamie Dornan speaks. Right. Right. Okay. So that's why I thought it was the kid. Yeah. Um, I see where you're coming from with that. Yes. And I never considered the, the chef either. Because, again, it's about motive. Yeah. The only people that were close enough to the situation yeah. was the mother, the maid, Jamie Dornan, and the kid. Right. Those are the yeah. only people who, like, knew the family. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, trying to get at here. Okay. But then, yeah. uh, so, like I said, the mother caught me out. But... Yeah. They did leave enough information for you to to get it. Yeah. Because you see her with the plants and stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was saying I wasn't paying attention to Poirot. Yeah. But she was the one giving him the tea. Yeah. Uh, so there's stuff like that that I just went past my head. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's like... But, and another thing... Oh, sorry. You were saying something. There's like the, the flashbacks when he realizes he was drugged. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I found this in the cupboard and it sweetened with honey and that kind of stuff yes but yeah i wouldn't have picked it up otherwise no but they did show stuff in the movie before that that's what i'm saying oh yeah we saw him drinking the tea we saw her giving him the tea yeah that's what i'm trying to get at there was enough without the flashback to tell us right so i thought this was a very well written story apparently it diverges a lot from the book okay the book is like they just take the idea that there's a people in a room together yeah. <laughs> and like some of the names and like discards the rest. Oh. So it's very, very loosely based on the book, the book, right? Oh. Okay. So I don't know what I'm trying to say about that. <laughs> what were you saying before that? The flashbacks and the... No, why was I saying it's based on the book? I have... Oh, because it diverges from the book. Yeah. Anyway. But that's Yeah, that's really about it. I don't know. Um... So, I will say the production value is outstanding. Yeah. Right? With the cinematography being the standout. Definitely. Right? They choose they chose a lot of cool and interesting shots instead of like 
you know, a boring wide frame with two people speaking. Yeah. You know, they, like when they first arrive in Venice mm. and like you see like the, the cinema, well, <laughs> you know, the, the landscape yeah. of Venice. Yeah. It looked like, I think they shot it on location. I I hope so because it looked like yes, a, it looked way more richer than you know CGI. Yeah, or maybe CGI has gotten so good, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell, right? But uh, similarly to like Mission Impossible, the Fast and Furious, mm. like uh, whenever they do it on location, it just looks so much better. Okay, I don't yeah. know how to describe that, but yeah. no, but I feel like um, yeah, I feel like it's like you were saying, it's more vivid when it's on location. Because it's not like a static, if that makes sense. Well, reality is better than somebody's drawing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that, that's the thing about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was only one really cool transition. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think we like zoom into a candle or something, and then oh, we and then just show up at the seance. Yeah, right. That was a very cool transition, but I can't remember any other ones like that. Uh... None that I can think of. There were a lot of like just flash cuts and yes, yes, pans yes. And stuff. So I was going like to get to that, right? Oh, right? What I did love was the cat, the cuts, right? Yeah, you, it cuts to flashes of lightning and the rain and yeah. the sea. Uh, you know, it was word, like uh, yeah. battering against the the dock. Yeah, right. Uh, where am I? Uh, so. The, uh, it added so much ambiance to the movie. Yeah. Right? It gives you an underlying feeling of uneasiness. Yeah. The other thing That's is the true. lighting. Oh, the, yeah. The light bulbs aren't bright. Right? And it gives that same effect as like candlelight casting shadows on the actors' faces. Yeah, it is. It's a very dark movie. Like, not in terms of tone, but in terms of lighting, mm. which is. I was going to say it gives like a moody feel. Yeah. Mm. Moody is a good word. Yes. Mm. And all of this, it just adds to this unnerving tone. Yeah. Right? Like, you feel like something's wrong. Yeah. But you can't really place what it is. There's just something creepy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the acting in this movie is good. No yeah. one really blew me away and made me think, wow. Yeah. Well, obviously, except for Poro's mustache. <laughs> 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 that thing was, uh, you know... Best actor at the, <laughs> the Emmy. I'm not Emmy's the Oscars, right? Yeah. Um, I did think that Tina Fey wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I wish she would go back to doing comedies. Yeah. I was thinking about her last week, right? Mm. Because she's on Only Murders in the Bulb. Oh. And her character in this movie is very, very similar to (laughs) a character in Only Murders, which I find, like, that character I find is the worst character on that show. Oh. Uh, But yes, I just found her very unlikable here. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. But is is that her acting or is that the character? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But partly Mm. because she's doing such a similar performance to Only Murders, I'm like, maybe it's just her. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's, you know... Two different directors gave you the same direction, you know? Yeah. It's possibly you. But Maybe. in comedies, she's like, she has like a sharp wit, you know? Like yeah. somebody says something, she'll just hit a zinger back. Yeah. Whereas this, where the script dialogue and, you know, stuff like that, it it's, just doesn't work for her, I yeah. think. You know, I don't know. I don't know what she wants to do. You know, she should do whatever she wants. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't like this more serious 
dramatic roles Tina Fey. Yeah. Right. Drama Fey. Mm. Although Only Murderers is uh, allegedly a comedy. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I mentioned many times that I don't find it yeah. very funny. But uh, yeah. yeah. I checked the filmography and I haven't seen her in a comedy in ages. Oh, Last time yeah. I saw her in like something comedic was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. She's a co-creator of that show. Oh, okay. And she like shows up once in a while, but yeah. Huh. Mm. Anyway, yeah. uh, the movie had a bunch of really good one-liners and zingers, yeah. right? A few of my favorites, which I wrote down. The first one is, I'm the smartest person I know and I couldn't figure it out. So I came to the second. <laughs> right. But even that like line de- delivery, I didn't like, even okay. though that was like a, yeah. a funny one-liner, I just... The way she delivered it was, like, kind of weird. I feel like it was rushed a little bit. Yes. It was just kind of like... Uh, she just kind of threw it out there instead of, like, delivering it. You know? Yes. Like, Ram Hunter and Korea is just throwing it over your gate instead of handing it to you. I don't get packages. I, <laughs> I go to shops. Oh, I see. Mm. I don't. All right. Great <laughs> stuff. Cool. <sighs> the second one is... Somebody shouts, then how did she die? And somebody <laughs> shouts, gravity. <laughs> I burst out laughing. <laughs> right. Uh, the bodyguard says, you really suspect me? I was a policeman. The stepbrother shouts back, even more reason to suspect you. <laughs> Another one where this burst out with laughter. Right. And finally, the fourth one. Phone the police and tell them that girl Paro is on the case. Oh, right? that gave me the chills. I'm like, ooh, he's on the case. <laughs> he was, uh, what's it? He was retired, but he's on the case. Woo! He's back, baby. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this is allegedly a horror, <laughs> but I did find that the the specter of the war. Mm-hmm. That just happened. This is 1947, so yeah. two years after World War II ended. Yeah. Right. And you can see the specter of the war all over the place. First of all, and most obviously, Jamie Dornan has severe P- PTSD. Yeah. It's, right? it's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of PTSD. Right. Which I didn't put this together, but I read a review online that said this is the generation of Branagh's parents. Oh. So he could possibly, like, the, the kid could possibly be a stand-in for, you know, young Branner. Oh. And that his parents were, well, potentially his dad had PTSD from World War Two. That's really interesting, yes, actually. But <laughs> I don't know the facts about that, but I think that's a very interesting reading of this. Yeah. Right? It would be cool. The one thing I didn't really... I don't think it dovetailed very well was, you know, there's a subplot of like children that were murdered. Yeah. Right. Was that during World War Two? I don't know. It, so that's, uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I checked the Wikipedia for like the plot synopsis and it doesn't mention it at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it happened, but that would also be, you know, specked off the war. Yeah. They left those children there to die. Yeah. And yeah, war, some hectic shit happens, but especially World War Two, there was some severely hectic shit. Yeah. Um, well, I think the reason they did that was that to 
give a reason why Poro was seeing what he was seeing. Uh, oh, like war if, fatigue. If there's no like alleged ghosts, yeah, Poro doesn't see ghosts, right? But yes. because the idea of ghosts is planted in his head, yes, the tea is making him see ghosts, yes, because that's what's on his mind, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. By telling him of the dead children and the ghosts that, you know, kind of painted his view of it. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, not, I think it does lend to the story. Yeah. But again, I thought bit. that was kind of random that. They, it, it helps. It does. Yeah. So, like you said, it adds to the story, but I don't think it was necessary yeah. per se. Like, well, I you, think if it was just like, oh, well, somebody else died here 10 years ago. It wouldn't be that yeah. effective. But if it's like... Yeah. Okay, kids. A whole group of kids. And not like they were murdered. They were trapped there. Yeah. <laughs> and left to die. Mm. That's, you know... Yeah, Expresses how hectic it is much more. Yeah. So maybe it's just the shock factor mm. that they were trying to go for. Okay. I, I yeah, think, maybe. right... And yeah. again, it makes a lot more sense if it happened during the war. If this happened just like randomly, <laughs> randomly like, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a horror movie. That well, allegedly. Right. The next thing is the so I mentioned in the context. Yes. That certain people view Agatha Christie as having taken advantage of Poirot. Yes. And the Tina Fey character. Mm. is very clearly <laughs> similarly i think that's commentary on agatha christie uh, because oh. she's uh she's trying to uh write a book yes yeah and Poirot feels uh exploited i guess yeah i don't know what's the word um but she gets him out of retirement and he accuses her of wanting him to get another best yeah. Which is apparently similarly to what happened to Agatha Christie. Yeah. Her original novels weren't selling well, so she had to go back to Poirot, like I mentioned in the... Yeah. Due to... But also, it's it's somewhat like the publishers, I'm sure, were like... <laughs> hey, we kind of need yeah. money. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it does actually make sense that it's a commentary on Christie. Yeah, so... I don't know how true that is. You know, like I said, uh, mm. we don't know her reasons for doing it. Maybe she just, like, liked writing Poirot. She just didn't like the character. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's another very interesting reading of the, the yeah. movie, right? It's a fascinating idea. Do you know Rita Skeeter? I've heard the name. In what context? I have no idea. All right. She's the journalist in Harry Potter. Oh. And pe- a lot of people see her as the stand-in for J.K. Rowling. All right. Okay. Right. Similarly, <laughs> I, I think that's the, the case here. Okay. A lot of authors will, like, have a self-insert character. Mm. So, for example, in Game of Thrones, Sam is the... Uh, well, a combination of Sam and Turin is the stand-in for the author. Okay. Uh, George Lucas, mm. uh, he made Star Wars. And yes. his surname is Lucas. And yes. the main character's name is Luke Skywalker, <gasps> right? <laughs> Whoa. Similarly. Uh, Something else no, happened I'm, somewhere. I, Francis Ford Coppola. He named Michael. I think his middle name is Michael. Actually, oh. 
Yeah, we spoke about this on a pod at some point. I think we just spoke about it in real life. That uh, I'm sure we spoke about it on a pod. Uh, Francis Ford's middle name is Michael, and he gave. Well, it's based on a book, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he didn't name him. But there's another thing where somebody gave the name uh, to their main character. That's their name. Yeah, or a derivation of their name. Um, listener, if you've listened to that episode recently, or just know what we're talking about, write in. Mm. Send us a lovely little comment. Or just write in anyway. You know, we're not getting enough engagement. Yeah. yeah. Come on, listener. Yeah. Write a write a comment. You can do better than that. Yes. Anyway, so we have this group of kids. Yes. And there's this guy telling the story. Yes. And the guy was presenting the show in English. Yes. And presumably those are Italian kids. <laughs> Probably, right? yes. So it's just entirely for the audience. Yeah. Right? Probably, yeah. I would have loved if there was like a... You know, in Avatar, yeah. When Jake says, uh, "After a while, it just started sounding like English to me." Something oh, like that. Switches, Some sort of yeah. framing device where all the Italian people they speak in English because Poro is hearing them in English. Yeah, they could have said, "My name is Poro, and I'm uh, fluent in Italian." Yeah, right. And everybody that's speaking is in front of him, so we realize that he's the one that's translating it to us. Yeah. But I just thought that was such a weird scene of... Yeah. <laughs> you'd expect him to be speaking Italian to Italian kids, right? But no. Mm. Apparently, the Italian kids are also fluent in English. Mm. Bilingual kids. Yes. Anyway, the, <laughs> that guy asked if there are any doctors or nurses in the, <laughs> in the audience to, like, scare them. And I was thinking, you know, like, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper is like, <laughs> I got my PhD age 10. <laughs> Well, I've never watched Young Sheldon, so I don't know, like, what age or whatever, but I'm imagining, like, a Young Sheldon in the crowd that's like, oh, I've got my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be murdered? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I would love that. Um, oh, sorry. I, I forgot to mention this. Another thing why I suspected the kid. Yeah. Uh, when Michelle Yeoh dies... Yes. He says, she was a fake. That's why the spirits got mad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems very... So, you know, based on his character, I thought two things. Either one, the spirits told him to kill her. Yes. And then he got his father to do that. Yeah, right. right? Or he knows who the killer is. Yes. Because the spirits told him. Okay. And in yeah. both cases... Uh, he knows something. Yeah. When he said that line, that made me, my ears prick up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you mean? Uh, well, how do you know she was a fake? Yeah. Right? The, well, well, the kid, how does the kid know? I guess the spirits told him. Well. Whatever spirits he so sees. So at the end, well, at the end of the movie, it's left ambiguous. Yeah. The spirit, does he really speak to spirits or what? And we're never shown yeah. like him getting it wrong or something, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is bullshit. He's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> imagining stuff. Everything he said about the spirits were right. Yeah. So I think it's, we're meant to sort of think about that like, hmm. Even at the end of the movie, Poirot says like, who knows? <laughs> or something yeah. like, I can't remember. The, <laughs> um, the mother, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, gets killed by a ghost. Yes. Right? Yeah. So there are supernatural elements to this. Yeah. But... 
again, that could have just been Poirot, like, the effects of the tea were still in him. Yeah. And he saw her, like, slip and fall, and he, he imagined the ghost there. Yeah. That's another possibility. I just... It is very possible. Yes. Well, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's the... Uh, you know, like, in a TV show... Yeah. You, you'll have, like, a drunken Santa. Yeah. And, or, like, something like a washed-up Santa, and, like... At the end of the episode, you'll see him flying off for the reindeers yeah. and like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> That's what I thought of. <laughs> when, at the end when it's like, hmm, maybe magic is real. And he goes off. <laughs> That's what I thought about. <laughs> right. The other thing is that there's a whole motif of water. Well, yeah, it's Venice. Yeah, but more than that, right? So it's raining, one. Yeah, right. Two, we frequently cut the, like, the waves hitting the... The dock. The dock. And, well, the, that whole place in general. Yeah, right. Right? Then, Poro is attempted that they were trying to drown him. In water. In water. <laughs> As opposed to, like, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, you... energate. <laughs> I don't know if you would drown in peanut butter. Oh, whatever, man. Well, who cares? Because it's more like solid then. Well, I, I was more thinking like you couldn't breathe in the same way you can't breathe underwater. Yeah, I guess. That, that's what, that was my reasoning. It's whatever. But it's more like suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Leo is killed in the rain. Like, yeah. Right? The taps don't release water, you know, when he's yeah. hallucinating. Yeah. Uh, but then they do afterwards. Yeah, and then we see water. That's my point. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <I> see. Right. <laughs> There's this whole motif of water that we keep seeing. Yeah. And I don't know what that that means. Maybe it's like the spirits are flowing through Poirot. Like water flows through everything pretty much. You know, it just it flows in general. Does it flow through a door? Yeah, it could. If the doors are open. So we're doing the recommendations. Uh, last week, uh, I spoke about the DC showcase Blue Beetle. Yes. Right? And I watched the other DC showcases. Okay. The first being about the losers. Right. Which, uh, that's you and your friends. <laughs> anyway, then, Commandy the Last Boy. Do you know who Commandy is? No. Okay, well, it's set in like, I don't know how long, maybe 2,000 years in the future. Okay. Where, like, society has been ravaged. Oh. And he's the last <laughs> boy. <laughs> really? But there's, like, two warring factions. One okay. is, like, a tiger civilization. Yeah. They're, like, they walk upright and, like, you know, oh. they have, like, human bodies, but they're tigers. So they're, like, tiger. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, they have, like, a gorilla slash ape tribe right. who also walk on like uh, upright Bear. and like right. they constantly at war and command is at the the center of it he's oh. friends with the uh, everyone the lead off no at oh. the, he's friends with the lead off the the tigers oh and I he see. gets captured by the the apes <gasps> well th- that's not the plot of this dc showcase yeah I'm just telling you his it's just in general his deal right right okay gotcha green arrow I'm sure you know him. No. Who's that? He's an arrow and he's green. 
<laughs> he's just an anthropomorphic. No, he's arrow. not. He's just a. <laughs> he's just a comic about a, a green arrow laying on the ground, <laughs> and he cuts up sometimes. And you see the wind blowing a tree, then he cuts back. <laughs> the arrow's still there. You see, like a, a homeless man come and pick it up and uses it to scratch himself. That's what green arrows are about. <laughs> Right. Anyway, the Spectre. Do you okay. know that is mm, James Bond. Spectre is the organization he fights against. Yeah. Oh, so not Spectre. <laughs> anyway, the Spectre is. Uh, so he, uh, in his real life, not real life. In his when he was a human, right? He was a detective called Jim Corrigan, right? Then he was murdered, <gasps> and in the DC universe, the Christian God exists. Oh, and the Christian God resurrects him, okay, and turns him into his emissary. Emissary. Well, it's he's God's wrath, right? Oh. He's the like personification. Oh, is it wrath? I can't remember. Oh, okay, <laughs> right? but yeah. he has like near unlimited power. Okay, because he's you know. Mm. But there was a previous version of him that. You know, like another person that God yeah. gave powers to. I can't remember his name right now, but, but someone. Yes, and he's very powerful. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, he. But that's the thing, right? The Spectre is like an all-powerful god, like yeah. basically like a god tier power, right? <laughs> and he mainly just solves like detective mysteries. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like I said, when he was a human, he was Detective Jim Corrigan. Yeah. So he just kind of goes back to what he was doing. Right? <laughs> With unbelievable power. <laughs> he could destroy the universe if he wanted. Like, <laughs> then uh, the mysterious stranger. Okay. Do you know who that is? It's like those guys that like, they're standing there and then a bus drives past and they're no longer there. Well, I don't know about him because he's, <laughs> he's mysterious and a stranger to me. He's not my friend, so... <laughs> I couldn't tell you what it's about. <laughs> but anyway, there's a very good episode of Batman, the Brave and the Bold, which we covered uh, a few weeks ago. With Black Beetle. Uh, Blue Beetle. Beetle. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, the, the, the Spectre and the Mysterious Stranger mm. have like a, they hold a wager. Right. Right. And the Spectre is on the... The side of vengeance. Oh, he's... Sorry, <laughs> vengeance, not what I say, wrath. Wrath. He is vengeance. He's God's vengeance. Yes. What is God vengeful about? We don't worship him. Oh. We kill JC, his son. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Killing someone's son, you know. <laughs> not good, folks. <laughs> you know. Usually that um, does lead to vengeance. Yeah, Jake yeah. Sully. Jake Sully. Yes, he's going to have vengeance. <laughs> the Avatar sequels. <laughs> right. Um, fuck, where are we? So, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <sighs> this is the problem. We get way off track, right? Yeah. The mysterious stranger is on the side of justice. Right. Right? Vengeance And that cosmic justice. wager is about how will Batman react when he meets Joe Cool? Huh. Do you know? Do, uh, not Joe Cool. Is it Joe Freeze? I don't know. What <laughs> Do you know who that is? Like Sub-Zero, but for DC. No. He's a low-level gangster uh, who murdered Batman's parents. Oh. Right. Right. I think it's Joe Chill. 
whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's like Joe and then some cool thing, <laughs> right? Some like icy thing. You know, like, like Freezer's cool. family. Yes. Uh, Freezer is obviously cooler. named Freezer. Yeah. His brother's named Cooler. Yeah. His father's named King Cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah. Similarly, that's the guy who killed his parents. <laughs> He's a member of the Freezer family. <laughs> Joe something. <laughs> uh, Joe refrigerator. <laughs> Joe aircon. <laughs> but yes. So, will, will Batman choose vengeance and murder Joe Chill? Or will he choose justice and, you know, take him to the law? Alright. That's the thing. I see. Do you want to know how it ends? Uh, yeah, sure. Listener, turn away now if you don't. He does neither. <gasps> he hands over Joe Chill to the other criminals. Oh. Like the Joker, Riddler, you know, all his guys. Yeah. And he's like, this is the guy who created me. He killed my parents. Yeah. So the, all the gangsters are like, you're the one who created Batman. <laughs> and they fuck him up. <laughs> of course they do. Right? I mean, yeah. He's the one who caused all this for them. Yeah. Right. And I think it was very smart in the Batman 1989. Mm. They have the Joker kill Batman's parents. Yeah. Well, before he becomes a Joker. Yeah. He's... Fuck, what's his name? And he has a Jack Napier. Yeah. And he has a very cool line. He's like, Tell me, friend, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And then you shoot somebody. Yeah. He's the devil in this case. <laughs> and dancing is shooting them. <laughs> so what's the pale moonlight? That's just moonlight. Oh. Not everything is a symbolism. You know? uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the moon shines in the nighttime and you can see, you can see certain things because of it. You know, the moon doesn't have any light. It's reflecting the sun's light. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And it's reflecting that light on us. the Joker shooting somebody. <laughs> Not us. Why would it? <laughs> it's 11.59 in the day. <laughs> right? um, anyway, we got wildly <laughs> off track. We keep doing this. Jonah Hex. Do you know who that is? Uh, someone that plays with the hexagons. <sighs> no, Jonah Hex's like cousin. A, he's like a Western lawman. Is oh. he a lawman? I don't know, whatever, but like, he gets killed, similarly to me a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, right. right okay. And like, they eat his face. Ooh. They oh, no, like the, the maggots in the sand, not like, oh, right. not like the people who killed him. Okay, okay. <laughs> they killed him and ate his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> it's because he was buried and then like, you right. Know, then they started yeah. at the face. Yes, but I don't reason. know. I can't remember. I think it's like the devil sending him back to earth. I don't know. Fuck, okay. I know. Fuck if I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Then we have Sergeant Rock. Okay. Do you know who that is? Don Johnson. That's true. <laughs> you caught me out. <laughs> you finally knew something. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's brilliant. Anyway, Sergeant Rock is the leader of the creature commandos. Oh. They're like... The Wolfman, Frankenstein. Right. Uh, a mummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of those things, but the in, creatures. The, in the DC universe. Right. And they set during World War II. <laughs> so they, go, <laughs> they go and they do missions around, you know, World War II. And like, there's a lot of like occult things. Mm. You know, like in Hellboy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apparently the Nazis believed in like, you know, magic. Huh. Well, I, that, 
that's the thing. I don't know if that's an invention for fiction or if they really were into yeah. <laughs> occult stuff. Well, we also saw it in Indiana Jones, so mm. it must be real. Indiana Jones is based on a true story, so. Well, this is the thing. I know you're being sarcastic, but no. if George Lucas wrote it, then that's the truth. Yeah, so, I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, then Superman slash Shazam versus Black Adam. Okay, I know. Of How are you going <laughs> to horribly misinterpret this? <laughs> Let's see what you can do. <laughs> uh, oh, have they? Yeah, they have confirmed the new Superman, right? Yes, Corrin Swift. Yeah. But anyway, Henry Cavill. But, uh, and, oh, what what's that other guy's name? I don't Zachary Levi. Yeah, Zachary. He was exactly. TV's Chuck. Yeah. Versus, um... Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. That's not a misunderstanding. That's just the... That's just who they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. You have nothing. You say. Just get out of here. <laughs> All right. Then death. Okay. Just death. Mm. The death. Yeah. Like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. No, not really. Okay. It's more like the personification of death. Okay. All right. Yeah, sorry. Like, you could probably see the cogs turning mm. in my figuring out that the Grim Reaper is not... Anyway, to tell you to example... Because the Grim Reaper kills you. Yes. The concept of death is what happens to you when you die. Yes. So, those are two separate things. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that one was... Uh, it's just the video footage of what happened a few weeks ago to me. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned last week that I thought I watched the Catwoman one. Yes. But it turns out I didn't. Oh, damn. Uh, the one I had watched was Constantine's House of Mysteries. Ah, same thing. Did I mention that last week? No. Right, do you know Constantine? The... Character? The Emperor of Constantinople. Anyway, Keanu Reeves played him in a movie. But he's like a a supernatural detective from Liverpool. Oh. And he does like, you know, the... Liverpool? The DC animate... Um, not animated. <laughs> like the supernatural stuff. Okay. Like Etrigan the Demon. Oh. Uh, Dead Man. And usually Batman is there. I don't know. They oh. just want to include Batman everywhere. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Batman. But Constantine for... Intents and purposes is the leader of the Justice League Dark, oh. which is a supernatural. Oh, Zatanna. Ah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. She's a magic lady. Huh. Cool. Anyway, uh, the only one I have left is Batman: Death in the Family. Huh. Right. They vary wildly in quality, but okay. they're like fifteen minutes long. Okay. And they do a good job of introducing the characters, and they're a lot of fun. They're almost as long as this recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Anyway, so that's why I got so I got through so many of those because like fifteen minutes. Yeah, it took me like a few hours to get through all of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just take, took like one afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Then like following on from Blank Check's Fincher miniseries. Yeah. I watched Fight Club. Oh, nice. Right, and if you're following along, I've changed my opinion on every Fincher movie so far. Yes. I bumped Alien Three from. A six to a seven. Yes. I bumped seven up from a nine to a ten. Yeah. I bumped the game up from an eight to a nine. Yeah. So similarly, I changed my rating here. Okay. From a nine to an eight. <gasps> because. <laughs> oh, no. 
this is it's the just, first one that's gone down. Right. The thing about Fight Club is that it has an awful fan base. Oh, I right? see. You know, like Rick and Morty. Y- yeah. Like, they think watching this media property yes. has given them access to the secrets of the universe. Which, right? I mean... And they, like, they pretend to be, like, holier than thou. They're, like... You're just a sheep, man. I see through the, <laughs> you know, I, I see through the lies of the Jedi. Yes, you've never even watched that. <laughs> Which character says that? Someone. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> so the movie is good at diagnosing society's problems. Okay. For example, the monotony of a monotony of a cubicle job. The monotony. It's the same thing in The Matrix and American Beauty, right? Okay. Uh, people on the internet now look at it and say, these people have stable jobs and can afford a nice apartment. You know, yeah. what are they complaining <laughs> about? But it's not economic issues. Okay. It's more emotional issues. Oh. That, well, well, I guess people on the internet are just making a joke. Maybe I'm like <laughs> <laughs> reading too much into it. But uh, like, yes, that... You know, like, every person wants to be great. Yes. And, like, important. Yeah. This is why movies like Star Wars, Harry Potter, and The Matrix work. Yeah. Right? It's wish fulfillment. Because it's about, like, a normal everyman who goes out into a fant- like a fantastical world. Right, yeah. Right? And not only are they within the fantastical world, they're yeah. actually a, like, the main character of, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of that world, right? Uh so secondly, it speaks about the loneliness and alienation, Aww. right? Which was a problem in 1999, but yeah. is exponentially worse in the in- internet age. Well, they had the internet in 1999. <sighs> what? Yes. Yes. You're correct. Again? What, <gasps> twice in one episode. But it's like the Space Jam site. Yeah. And like the site that gives you Bible quotes. That's all there was. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't call that the internet, you know, (laughs) because I'm thinking about the first Mission Impossible. (laughs) Have you seen it? I'm sure I have at some point. But like he sees a thing called J314 or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. And he doesn't know what it is, doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Then he just sees a Bible. Yeah. And he, he, he searches up the quote in the, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds the clue from the Bible verse. Uh, John 3.14. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't give him. We killed him. God didn't want him to be killed. We, we made that decision. <laughs> right. Thirdly, it criticizes mindless consumerism. Nice. Right? And it's not okay. explicitly said, but I believe the movie is saying capitalism is to blame for all these ills. Okay. But the thing is, nobody looks directly at the camera and says, capitalism... <laughs> Capitalism is the reason for this that is bad. <laughs> so I think people don't, you know, get that message. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, so I think the movie is saying, here are the problems. Right. Don't tackle it in this way, right? Okay. Because th- those characters try to, like I said, it, it diagnoses society's ills. Yes. But then the characters take on those problems in 
like the most arranged way possible (laughs) (laughs) to the point where two members of their crew die oh my goodness right so you know at the end of the movie like you would think all right this is bad yeah two members of the crew died yeah like a lot of fucked up shit happened you know (laughs) (laughs) don't do that yes you know maybe maybe this is a cautionary tale (laughs) maybe (laughs) right now that can't be it uh so this awful fan base puts a stink on this movie okay and certain people are turned off by it Mm. i however have no such problems okay right right firstly because i feel a director and by extension the movie yeah. Is not responsible for the audience misunderstanding it. Okay. Or, in my opinion, misunderstanding it. Yeah. Right? Secondly, how other people react and behave because of a movie has no effect on me. Okay. I just look at the... Well, I don't want to say it has no effect on me, right? Yeah. If somebody says something like... You know, we are mentioning... Uh, I can't remember what, but in A Haunting in Venice, mm. I read something that was a good reading of the tale yeah about brandon's parents right right that yeah. they were alive during world war ii and that that generation would have be jamie dornan yes right right that that's when i see something like that that's well reasoned out i add that to my thoughts okay but if somebody's just talk, chatting shit you yeah. know, <laughs> and i can like i disagree with everything they say then that doesn't affect me yeah. Right? right. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm bumping it down because Fight Club has a very famous twist. Oh. Right? And on rewatch, I think it's not very well done. Okay. As compared to something like The Sixth Sense, mm. which holds up on rewatch. Okay. Here you can see the seams. Yeah. Right? right. That, that's what I'm... Do you know what the twist is in Fight Club and The Sixth Sense? No, I've never watched either of those. All right. Well, I knew the twist in both of them before I watched it. Oh. Right. Okay. Because when I was growing up, those were like the two biggest, you know, like in the last week, I mentioned the usual suspects and seven are big twists. Yeah. These are the like defining twist movies of the nineties. Damn. Okay. I guess these two and uh, usual suspects. Yeah. But yes, (laughs) I also somewhat felt the usual suspects didn't execute it as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But yes, the sixth sense is just genuinely beautiful. Right. Uh, you know, in terms of the twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, didn't work as much for me, and I felt this movie was a bit juvenile. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which <laughs> right. Anyway, then I watched the first three episodes of Gen V. Oh. Do you know what that is? It's the um, the boys' spinoff. Mm. Yeah. Wow, three right things in an episode. Yes. I'm setting records here. Uh. It t- it's like a parody of the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Okay. Right. It's right. It has the same social commentary and bloodiness of the boys, mm. but it somewhat feels like a teen drama. Oh. Which is not what I like. Yeah. I guess it's about teens, so yeah. <laughs> it, it will have those like those hallmarks of it. But I just it felt a lot like there's a TV series from the early 2010s. Okay. That was like. These people, they're on a school in a, on an island. They okay. were like, they were in their bed one night yeah. and they wake up at the school on the island. Huh. And they can't get out. There's like a, a fence around the island. Okay. And they like look up at the stars and the stars don't match any constellations huh. <laughs> that they know of. So 
I think that series was cancelled after one season. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me that same vibe as that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like a seven. Okay. Maybe a six. So far. Yeah, so far. So far. They released the first three episodes at once. Right. And they're going to be doing one one per week from now on. Okay. So yeah. I think it has a lot of promise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... <laughs> so I watched... A handful of shorts, yeah. one movie, and three episodes of a TV show. <laughs> that's I've had a very slow week. <laughs> well, that, that's why I, I didn't have a lot of stuff for news. Yeah, and uh, you know, watching. Yeah, I just uh, I've been busy at work. That's fair. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? So I watched a uh, hidden strike uh, with uh, John Cena and Jackie Chan. It's, um, it's, uh, I was reading some reviews on it and a lot of people were saying that, um, John Cena and Jackie Chan kind of lacked chemistry. Like they didn't play well together, but I, I found that they were all right. They were like a lot of, uh, I guess it's kind of like, um, uh, like there's a lot of snarky quips Mm. and like, you know, uh. Well, what are they called? Like shots at each other. Zingers. Yeah, zingers. Mm. That kind of stuff. Which I guess is what other people were like, no, I don't like this. But I'm like, these are great. I laughed at pretty much all of them. You know he speaks Chinese. Jackie Chan? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> so like... He said something, he said something about Taiwan that made it seem like he thinks they're a country. Yes. But they're a region of China. Yes. It's very, uh, so this is the thing. When the communists took over yep. during the revolution, the right wingers flew, uh, like fled to Taiwan. Right. So Taiwan is like a, a very anti-communist state while yeah. the rest of China is you know, pro-communist. Right. So yeah. <laughs> they, they like, you know, consider themselves an autonomous region. Yes. But China and I think, I don't think the US, but like a lot of the world consider Taiwan to be a territory of China and not a yes. country right. in its own right. Yeah. So John Cena said something like offhandedly that implied Taiwan was a country, <laughs> <laughs> which pushed the Chinese government <laughs> off. So they were threatening not, I think it was a Fast and Furious movie he was promoting. Okay. And they threatened to not have the Fast and Furious movie in their theaters, in Chinese theaters, because of, <laughs> because some, like, innocuous comment. Right. And then John Cena makes a video. Right. Where he's speaking in perfect Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, like, I think somebody asked him about it afterwards, and he's like, yeah, I've been learning for years. <laughs> that was so crazy, bro. When you mentioned his name and Jackie Chan, that's all I thought about. Because, you know, Jackie Chan served as, like, a member of the Communist Party in the yeah. Chinese government. Yeah. There's, like, a big gap in his uh, filmography. Yeah. He, was, he was a government official, and now he's just come back to acting. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it it wasn't a um, a fantastic movie, but it was decent. Like I I had quite a bit of fun, so I gave it a seven. But 
Yeah. Hey, what are we talking? What are you talking? Hidden about? strike. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we move back to that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, but I just forgot. Right. That's yeah. I understand we went back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next. Uh then I also watched Mortal Engines. Oh. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah, me too. The series move. Yeah. On feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, sorry, is this the one where there's like a a skeleton with green eyes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. well, it's a robot skeleton oh, whatever, thing. Man. But yeah. The villain is Hugo Weaving. I think so. I don't know his name. Carry on. Yeah, anyway. He's a famous iconic actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's Elrond in The Lord of the Rings. He's Agent Smith in The Matrix. He's <laughs> very well known. He's, uh, he's Johann Schmidt, the Red Skull in Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that as well. Like, um, I don't know what it is about it, but I just really enjoyed the whole, uh, like, it's a very small plot. Well, it's not even a plot point. It's just a small part of the movie. But I love that the cities can, like, move. Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> they can, like, transform themselves. and. I like how they're so big. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like in Avatar, like I always say, the... The scale. The scale, right? Yeah. We see these guys in mechs, and we see, like, these... Guys just walking regular, so you can see the the difference. The difference, between, yeah. Similarly, I f- what in Elysium, mm-hmm. I felt the scale, yeah, <laughs> very good, right? So similarly, Mortal Engines, I thought, yeah, very underrated. I, yeah, I gave it like a seven, but uh, I think the consensus is, is that it's a horrible movie. Uh, but yeah, seven. But I, decent. yeah, I mean, I gave it an eight just because I really enjoyed it. But I'm not attacking you, bro. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. In fact, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mortal Engines is an underrated movie. And if you disagree, please write in a comment and yes. tell us why. <laughs> I thought you were going to swear. <laughs> That's what I would have been. <laughs> no, we need the engagement. Stay with us, yeah. please. Anyway, uh, fuck. What was I going to say? We didn't rate the movie. Oh yeah, that we, we is. Just, we just talk. No, you said something hmm? awful, <laughs> so I just moved on. <laughs> I moved on to the recommendation. But yes, your uh, well, final thoughts, and then um, final thoughts on Model Engines or the movie. The movie. Oh, okay. Just making sure. You devil. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Finish off Model Engines, and then we'll. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. Really good. Gave it an eight. Um, quite enjoyed it. I wish there were more movies like it. Like it's watch Alita Battle Angel. I do need to at some point. It's Produced on my by watch James Cameron. It's literally on my watch. I have like okay, I've got probably about a hundred and fifty things on my watch <sighs> list, right. but it's there. Yes, but the thing is, you watch bullshit. <laughs> you watch Hidden Strike, but you didn't watch Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. <laughs> Think about that. Think about your life. You watched, uh, what's the second one? Mortal Engines. Yes. But you haven't seen The Godfather. Yes. Think about your life. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yes. Cool. You should be watching like the classics first, not whatever rubbish is on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so much easier. (sighs) All right. Whatever. Okay. Let's finish this uh, final thoughts. 
Okay. Rating, and then we'll end it because this has gone on for too long. Yeah. <laughs> so many tangents and bullshit. Yeah. People are here for, you know. Clear, concise. Clear, movie concise movies. thoughts about the movie. We get in, we get out. You know, it's like a heist. It would be like 10 minutes long. It would I be happened. like me opening a bag, taking out books and putting a snake in. <laughs> <laughs> we in and we out. And then a small child gets scared in the day. <laughs> That's what we should be doing here. <laughs> Putting snakes in bags. <laughs> That's yes. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, it was, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, originally, because, you know, Spooktober, I thought it was gonna be a lot scarier than it actually was. Yeah, but like I said, right? Yeah. I pulled a trick on the audience. Yeah. Just a, a scary d- trick. You pulled a trick on me too. Did I? Yes. Because I didn't expect it not to be as scary. That's what I'm saying. I scared even you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how powerful <laughs> that, that, you know, that fright was. That fright I gave you. It, it, it bounced off the listeners and came back to us. <laughs> and hit you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect the twist, but I did enjoy how they did it. So I gave it an eight, but I don't know what I took points off for. Mm. I just, I felt like it was an eight. So Mm. I gave it an eight. Yes. You? Like I mentioned, wonderful cinematography. Mm. Uh, I think this is Branagh's, well, certainly the best in this Poirot trilogy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, But I think it's his best movie of recent years. Damn. Like, we just went through his filmography. <laughs> I still have the tab open. <laughs> but it's mainly bullshit that he's, been, that he's directed in the past couple of years. Yeah. Except the Poirot movies. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is his best work in years. Okay. Um, I think it was a well-written movie. Mm. Like I said, it left enough clues. Yeah. Uh, to give you a satisfying payoff. Yeah. Uh A lot of people criticize it for, like, lacking character growth. Yeah. But the thing okay, is, I can see that, yeah. The thing is, we can't flesh out the characters too much. Yeah. Because that will reveal if they the killer or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we find out too much about them, you know? Yeah. So, it, that's just the, I don't want to say problem, but the, it's like built into all detective movies that we can't. Focus on a character too much. Yeah. Let's, let's it give the game away. Yeah. You want, ideally at the end of the, the movie, you're mm. suspecting every character. Yeah. And it's only the t- detective with his, uh, you know. Yeah. Detective skills. Yeah. <laughs> that was able to figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's a valid criticism. Yeah. But, uh. Reasonable. Yeah. What well, did- think, uh, I also gave it an eight. Oh, nice. I gave, uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile is seven. Oh, so okay. this is the best. But yeah. it's bordering a nine. You know, like I haven't settled on it, and I'm thinking I'm bumping it up. Okay, but it's like an eight point five. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll think about it some more. Okay, I only watched this a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Give two likes, give three. Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. It has to be. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. 
although it's been TV commentaries in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, been, uh, I did a I did a commentary on Solo. Oh, all right, okay. For so, the the solo week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, the next time you go away, yeah, the solo episode two. What what's gonna be the commentary for that? <laughs> and I was thinking just the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, the whole trilogy. No, but uh, like every time you're away. All oh, right, you do one every time yes. I'm away. Okay, makes sense. But then I was thinking, what if you go away a fifth time? <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of my, uh, you know, solo career. Yeah, you have to come back to the band. Well, I could watch a game of American football, Ooh. not American football, huh? Soccer. Okay. Yeah. In America. Oh, like MLS for women. Okay, WMLS. There's a goalkeeper or a striker. I don't know. Her oh. name is Hope Solo. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll watch like the women's national team <laughs> and do commentary on that. <laughs> you watch Hope Solo play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. You can find all our links at paceup.com. That's P-A-I-C-I-P dot com. Please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everyone. And, uh, yeah, bye. Cheerio. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>